Hey guys, this is Love versus Love. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that's going to be really uncomfortable for me. We're going to be talking about infidelity and how we're trying to now uh, recover from it. So uh, just sit back and hopefully I can, uh, I will survive this. Hey guys, we're back. Um, so today we're touching on a kind of really deep, uncomfortable topic. Um, and I don't know if you listened to our previous um, episode. We talked. We'd been gone for a while. Um, like I said, life has been happening. We've been dealing with a lot of issues in our family. So in this podcast, we're going to get really personal and deep and open and let you guys in a little bit um, with what we were dealing with and w- how we're moving forward from it. Would you mind if I run to the store while you do this real no, quick? No, you're going to sit right here and you're going to be mm. fidgeting and whatever, whatever, but we're going to talk about this today. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so what happened, babe? Can you tell the folks what happened? Why... This um, is uncomfortable because you keep saying how you want to run away. Let's talk about it. Why? What happened? Well, we had, I had um, an issue. Um, this is hard to speak about, man. It is hard, but I feel like a lot of people deal with it and we're still dealing with it. And I feel like talking about it, discussing it will help us heal and it will help us move forward and will help us like move through it. So... That's why we're talking about it. And doing what we're doing, I feel like people need to be able to connect with us and be able to be where we're at in our lives and feel us. So we're just sharing where we're going because moving forward, we're going to touch on more other topics that are along the lines of what we're dealing with. I want to be able to help people. I want people to listen just like, oh my gosh, I went through that or I'm going through that. Oh my gosh, this is how you guys handled it. So you know what I mean? That's where this is coming from. So it's not about outing someone. It's not about... I, don't I know. think from a man's perspective, though, they, I, they, I think men just want to just put it behind them, shove and, it under the and rug. shove it under the rug. See, that's the thing, though. You shove it up under the rug. On my part, I keep thinking about it. I keep dreaming about it. It messes with me. I need to talk about it so I can move on. Just like a heartbreak, you know, when people break up, people go through, you go through stuff. You need to pass, go through whatever you go through for you to be able to move past the heartbreak to be able to start dating again and move on from it. So I think it's just part of life. You just have to deal with it. Right, so um, I know many of you probably guessed uh, I I, I attempted to step outside my marriage to see... How can they guess that? I mean, from what we're talking about. No, they haven't guessed it. Well, we don't know yet. We'd have to speak with them. (laughs) But I I stepped outside the marriage... I I I, I uh, when I'm real uncomfortable, I laugh and I joke just to keep from from running out the room. So it's not like it's not that I'm making light of the subject. It's just, it's how I I deal with certain things that's that's real stressful, even though I caused it. But I, I attempted to step outside the marriage and I seek um, attention from someone else. So what he's saying is there was infidelity in our marriage, and that's what we've been dealing with. That's why we've been gone for um, such a long time. We're just now coming together and trying to work through it and work it out. Okay. So we're going to give them a little more, because we need to talk about getting, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So when he meant by stepping out, I actually found out that my husband was talking to another woman out of state. But it's not just another woman, it's someone he dated in his past. And they were having conversations on a day-to-day basis. And I found out that's what happened. So with all of that, we kind of fell off. I found out, I confronted him. And you denied it. So let's talk about that. Why you denied it or why men deny it when they're caught? 
in a lie or in a, such a situation? I mean, I think, I think, well, I denied it because I didn't want to hurt you. Even though I knew the act of what I did was going to hurt you, if you ever, uh, if you ever found out, I didn't want to hurt you. I, I, um, as, as crazy and silly as it sounds in that moment, I still, I still had, I still loved you. I didn't want to, I didn't want you to be hurt by my actions. So I lied and I kept it from you. Okay. I mean, when, I think when, 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 when um, we don't really think everything all the way out through when we're, when we're in that position, when we're actually in the act of actually doing it, there's, I don't think there's too much thought into it other than uh, fulfilling our, our, our needs, our selfish needs. And at the time um, that we're doing it, you don't think it's self. I don't think it's. I didn't think it was selfish. I thought that I was just taking care of me. When you say um, taking care of you, what were you taking care of? What? Just my, just my uh, uh, needs. Some needs that I felt weren't being met what needs during the relationship. Those? I mean, just my emotional needs and some things that um, well, that may, I may, I mean, it, it could be a number of things. I, I might have um, argued with you that night. The next day, I talk to this person, and we have a pleasant conversation. I don't know. It just yeah. some needs that, that I felt at the time weren't being met. But um, now I feel I was selfish. I, I didn't, and I and I didn't give anybody, you or the kids, any thought. Uh, as I was doing what I was doing and it was wrong okay so we're gonna talk about what you just said just now you said your emotional needs were not being met can you explain what you mean by that because we're we spend a lot of time together we talk we love we watch TV together so when you say that it kind of mind boggles some me and some other women who are like with their husbands every day and then they come they say something like that she's like wait what are you talking about what do you mean I mean, the only thing I can say is uh, I mean we talked about this before sometimes I come up from work and I want to discuss whatever topic that might be bothering me uh, with you and then um, we end up fighting about it I just didn't want to fight so you feel like relationships people shouldn't fight I mean, I know everybody's going to fight, but I'm telling you, in that moment, in that, I was, I was being selfish about what I did. So, me being selfish, I said, okay. She don't, every time I talk to her, she want to argue, or she want to fight about it. Okay, I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm going to just talk to, have a conversation with, with this other person that I'm not fighting, not fighting with. I mean, it's not logical the way I was thinking, mm-hmm. or the way some some men think. It just. We we just do stuff because we're not getting what we need here, so we go get it, go get it over there. It's not it's not right. That's just that's just what that's just what happened at the time. So I was I could have I could have uh, insisted that we uh, discuss it even through the bickering and fighting we were doing. I should I could have brought it up instead of holding it in the next night or when things calm down to let you know uh, how important it is that we work through this. So we can get past it instead of just ignoring it and keep bottling inside. Because when a person keeps something bottled inside, mm-hmm. I know for me, I mean, it's it, I got it got has to go somewhere. You can't just bottle it up, or you're gonna go crazy. Okay. What about the other party? If you're feeling that way and you're bottling stuff up, how do you that, feel? Right. That's that's when I say that, that uh, person that does that. When I did it, I, it was selfish of me because I wasn't thinking about how you felt. I was consumed about, I was consumed with how I felt, and and what I was going through, and what wasn't being given to me. I was consumed with that, so I so I I didn't think about how you felt. Okay, and the consequences of what happened kind of turned our family like inside out. I would say, right, like. There was a lot of moving out, financial stuff, a lot of plans were changed. Like, 
the effect of when people do such things it's like humongous like it's it's ridiculous do you agree with that now Abs- in hindsight absolutely and 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 like i said um earlier that i wasn't thinking about none of that i wasn't thinking about if you found out what would happen how it would affect the the family as a whole uh i was just trying to fulfill my selfish needs and that's it so when this whole thing happened and going through it from my end i would say the betrayal of it and the more the reason i say betrayal is because when you marry someone and you're with someone for that long we've been married for 12 years it's like you start feeling like you know this person this person is yours not that they belong to you but you're like one so when the person does something to you and something that's like way out of line that that like how how is it even possible that you can do this and keep it away from me for a long time it's just you feel so betrayed and you feel like that person like basically spit in your face and that's just how it felt like that hurt is like someone took your heart and cut it into little pieces on a chopping board and threw it in the trash and that's just how i felt and that's how i was dealing with it and it was just huge on my part i know i feel like on your part as a person who did it you can have reasons and i did this because of this the justification is there but the pain and it's like the excruciating pain that the other person is going through from the whole episode is you can't even explain it you know what i mean yeah and i um i know the right thing to do the the um as uh, the manly thing um to do would have been to tell you before i just just did it but i couldn't i couldn't bring myself to to tell you cuz um i didn't know how i didn't but let me ask you this just for my thing too like you're lacking whatever it is you're lacking from me that you feel like you're not getting whatever it is what made you at that one one day you wake up take a bath go to work what made you be like okay i might reach out to this particular person out of the dozens of exes you might have what made you think or act on like okay i'm gonna do this like what drives that action that's hard to answer to be honest um maybe you start thinking about your past and all the good times you had with that person i mean i don't it's i'm not i'm not gonna say the good times but maybe somebody in your past you you um you didn't fight with or argue or, or um, and again, uh, uh, um, I say that and I wasn't married to the woman. I was didn't spend near as long uh, with uh, that person that uh, we we spent. So I don't know. Um, I'm basing it off a of little short short time that I was with that person to even say that. I mean, again, when I'm when I was in that mind frame to. Um, to do what I did I wasn't it wasn't logical it was all based off uh, me being selfish and me me thinking that uh, I'm not getting what I needed and I'm, I'm just I, I'm gonna get it I'm just gonna make um, step out and find it somewhere else so were you feeling like oh maybe I married the wrong person I need to be with this other person they could give me everything I need I was, I was at a time I was at a place where I didn't know what to do it's like I look at I looked at you. I looked at the kids, and I wanted my family. I love my family, mm. but I didn't know what to do. I I I, I didn't. I, I tried. Did to, you call a friend to consult? Like, oh my gosh, I'm I don't have. Like I, I don't think I have. I might, may have one friend. Okay. Did you call that one friend and be like, you know what? I feel like I want to do this. Like, I'm not getting this from my wife. I feel like. Maybe yeah, but the I thing about it this. though. Uh, when I called one friend, they may may give me some good advice, but at the time, if you're already at the point where you're ready to do it, you may not be that receptive. 
Oh, so you were you were already ready to do what you were I, doing. I was at I was at the point I think where I was just mm. fed up. The right the, all the right things to do, uh, I didn't do it. I did all the wrong things. I know I know that now, but when I was in the middle of doing it, it didn't seem logical to uh, uh, listen to somebody trying to tell you to do the right thing. You were just uh, doing what you thought that you needed. So can I ask you, well, at that point you were feeling that, did you feel that you were at a point where you said, my marriage is done, I'm over, I'm done with this? Because if that's the point, then why didn't you just say that? It wasn't even that? that deep, though, for me. It wasn't like... Well, it was, I was deep enough to be able to reach out to a whole other person. Right, but as far as thinking about your marriage, I, I, I wasn't thinking about none, none of that. Did you want your marriage to be over? I, I don't know at that point. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted at that point. I just wanted some relief. I wanted some... Um, I didn't want to argue or fight. I, w- I wanted um, just something... I, I wanted something different than what I was getting. At, at, at the time that it was that's happening. Did you just see what you said? You wanted something different. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't have, I don't know... Honestly, no other way to put it. I'm not... I'm not I'm not trying to say anything to hurt you or be hurtful because I know that uh, there's some things, a lot of things that I wasn't providing or doing for you that you felt the exact same way uh, uh, about me, but you chose not to do what I did, which is uh, me thinking about it now. It's, it's like I feel ashamed. I feel I wasn't a man when I did that. I, I don't think that men, that's that, that, that's not the way men handle that's that the situation. I should have talked to you. We should have discussed it. And if I'm gonna be married, I should have uh, worked it out instead of finding someone else to talk to. But you just said you didn't know whether you wanted to be married anymore. So but that's the, not but, and, what you're thinking was at that point. No, at the time that I was doing it, I wasn't thinking clear. I didn't know. I wasn't thinking about okay. I'm. I'm I don't want to be married anymore. This is what I'm gonna do. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking about getting my needs met at that moment. So were your needs met? We're being real right now. I I, I thought they were. No, and those, they and those, met at that time. That at the end of the day? Yeah. Like, me thinking back on it now? Mm-hmm. No. They weren't met. It's just like people, uh, uh, somebody wants to do drugs. It, it, you, they get high for a second. I was in a high for a second. And then it, you, you, you're, you're, you drop back down. So then why did you keep doing it over and over? Why did you keep talking to her day in, day out? You wake up day in, day out. If you were not getting anything out of it. No. As I was doing it, I thought I was getting something out of it. I thought my the, what I was missing from uh, our relationship was being met. That, at the moment, I thought, okay, uh-huh. yeah. So it, in but, the moment, you were getting what you were looking for. At, at the moment, I thought I was, but it wasn't real. It was real because the person was giving it to you. The person. No, was it was real. what I thought I was getting wasn't reality. It was just something that, um, I mean, I would I would talk to her and then uh, come home, and then we'd be a. Fa- I mean, it just, it just wasn't real. I was just doing something to, just to pacify um, what I thought I wasn't getting from you. So what if I never found out? I, I would I would be lying or making up a story if I told you what if I don't know what if I I I I don't I know what what but what I do know now at this moment that I should it should have never happened and I know that's easy to say being that you you know what's, what what went on but I should have handled that situation totally different I should have talked again I should have talked to you and we should have and I should have worked it out with you. And you, since you're my wife, and we're in the committed, we're supposed to be in a committed relationship. I should have talked to you about it. And we should have found a way to work it out. What's going on is like you can't help but have questions, and you're still gonna have questions. You still have questions, and as you noticed from the last episode and this episode, my husband is the type of person who wants to run away. 
Like you want to run away right now, don't you? I, I want to. This is uncomfortable for me. I right. wish I could leave <laughs> and um, we can talk about some fun things. But the thing is, with on the other party, which is me, it's like you constantly have questions and you start having dreams. Didn't I tell? You? I have dreams and I wake up and I be asking you stuff. Right? Yeah. Which is what I, for my healing part, I've been trying to read different things, um, you know, reach out to different resources to find out why I feel how I feel and how I can deal with what I'm dealing with. So I did come across this um, infidelity specialist. He does talk about why people will have questions and why people want details. I know as much is it's uncomfortable for you it's healing for me so while we take a little second i just want to play it so other people can hear it other people who might be going through the same thing or some other people might get a little out of um this little thing i heard so um just take a second and listen to this guys i want to talk with you and really tackle the conundrum of how an unfaithful spouse hates to kind of give up details and have to answer questions and answer the same questions and give up more information and the struggle that the betrayed has to try and get new information or more information or even all of the information roughly six months into samantha and i's journey i remember we were living in this little apartment and Samantha walked up to me and said, I need to talk to you later. I need to ask you some questions later. So I need you to be prepared for it. And walked away. And that might as well have been her walking up with the stick of dynamite, you know, sticking it in my pocket, lighting the fuse and having the fuse be uh, long enough to just go until about nine o'clock that night once the kids were in bed. I mean, it was hellacious. And that story repeats itself time and time again for many of you. For some of you, it, it, you don't get the benefit of having the spouse walk up and light a fuse and come back. Some of you deal with the moment where your spouse walks up and says, well, what about this and what about this and why didn't you tell me this and this and this? And it's, it's overwhelming. But let me frame this for you a little bit. And I want to talk to you, the unfaithful spouse, first. Here's what you have to understand. I was talking to a buddy just two days ago. He said, oh, here we go again. She wants to ask, ask me all these questions. And I said, I got to tell you, she's not trying to shame you. She's trying to put the pieces together to, to try and heal. I said, I think you're getting under shame. I think we've worked through all this before, and you're dealing with all this shame because you don't want to talk about it. So it's bringing up all these feelings of embarrassment, shame, self-hate, anger, resentment, condemnation, despair. All these emotions are coming up because I don't think that you're healed. And this may actually be an opportunity to help you heal while helping your spouse heal. You see, in the journey that the unfaithful spouse has, we don't like to talk about our affair, our addiction, our choices, our pain. Because it makes us feel ashamed of our pain and we feel uncomfortable. So we don't want to talk about what makes us feel uncomfortable. The problem is the betrayed spouse has to talk about what has happened or they can't heal. The data is off the chart. The history, 40 years of research will prove that. The betrayed spouse, and this is for both of you, the betrayed spouse cannot heal very well at all without being able to talk about what has happened and process it. If they don't get a chance to process it, here's what happens. Number one, they have all this unresolved anger inside of them. Number two is the betrayed spouse has an imagination. If they don't know what happened and if they don't know what didn't happen, their imagination just runs wild. They start to put together different scenes, different things, different uh, imaginations that happened and so now they're not just suffering from what has happened they're suffering from what they think happened and they don't know the truth and so now the pain compounds because they don't know what happened and they don't know if they're just overreacting and imagining things or 
if those things actually happen. Number three, they're somewhat paralyzed because they don't know what to forgive. They don't know what to grieve for. They don't know what to let go of. So they remain in a state of paralysis. And here's the thing. If you're an unfaithful spouse, you've basically driven your car and rammed your spouse and caused incredible damage. If you get in an accident when you're driving on the road and you bail, you don't help them heal, that's called a hit and run. And infidelity for a lot of people, not all people, but a lot of people is a hit and run. We commit this great atrocity and then we try and run. The people that have character and integrity will decide, you know what, this sucks. I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated. I'm so ashamed of what I've done. But I've got to be a man. I've got to be a woman. And I've got to take responsibility for this. And if I don't take responsibility for this, it's only going to get worse. I tell unfaithful spouses, if you can't talk about it, then you probably are not healed. And so that doesn't mean you need to go get healed and then you'll talk about it with your spouse because I got a, a big fresh wind of information for you here how you're going to heal is actually by talking about it so the necessity becomes for boundaries if you're a betrayed spouse let me help you because at some level you're driving the bus here if you're a betrayed spouse here's what i want to really appeal to you to do i want to tell you to not make any decisions i want to tell you to create a safe place now some of you just vomited and said why do i the betrayed spouse have to create a safe place I'm sorry, I know, but if you don't create a safe place, your unfaithful spouse is probably not going to give you the information. You're going to have to create a safe space where you say to your unfaithful, listen, I need the details. I need to ask you some questions. I won't make any decisions. I just need answers. And you, the betrayed, you have to decide not to make any decisions because then you're saying, give me all the details. I'll process it for a week, two weeks. I don't know. Somewhere, you know, at least a good four to six days, I'm going to process, I'm going to get some help, and then I'll make some decisions. But I'm not going to make any decisions until I get all the information. Number two is betrayed spouse. When you get the details, you've got to commit to not shaming them and attacking them and berating them. I know it's incredibly hard, but that will only reinforce them not giving you information. You've also betrayed have to understand that they don't want to talk about what makes them feel uncomfortable and full of shame. So that doesn't mean that you have to coddle them. It just means you have to have a perspective. Now, if you're unfaithful, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to have to give them details. You're going to have to get it all out with a commitment from them to not shame you or berate you or blow your head off. But yet, if you don't get the information out, you're preventing them from healing. You're keeping them from being able to move forward. And what do we call those people in life who do hit and runs and take off? Well, they're, they're criminals. They've broken a law. They've, they've done some incredible damage. And they have to be sought out in court sometimes. And I've talked to people who've re regretted hitting a car and taking off for decades. But I want to tell you, one of the best ways that you can help your betrayed spouse heal is by giving information, by creating a safe environment with boundaries or maybe even a third person and getting the information out. Okay, so that was Rick Reynolds. He's actually an infidelity expert who's a licensed counselor and what he's talking about is how the betrayed spouse wants details. And um, that's what we've been dealing with, too. Like, I find myself having questions and questions. I find myself driving to work and a question pops in my head. Like, wait, what, 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 you know? So it's like I feel that he's right when you have questions and questions that they do need to be addressed and answered and just, like, deal with it if it takes a week of questions after questions after questions guess what after that week you're able to move forward and actually start rebuilding and maybe rebuilding and making it a brand new marriage a better marriage than it was but i feel that if <clears throat> the spouse who was um, unfaithful withholds information and doesn't want to answer the questions 
it kind of just delays the healing process and it delays the couple from moving forward so i think he is so right about that that's why i have questions and still little questions do pop up and i know my husband is the type of person if something is uncomfortable he doesn't want to deal with it he doesn't want to talk about it he'd rather just sweep it under the rug and okay i'm sorry it happened let's move on right that's the kind of person you are right but that doesn't always work. I, th- I don't think I don't know how you feel about it now. I mean, I know in the beginning, I just wanted to sweep. I just wanted to just not talk about. It. Okay, we're gonna. Okay, I did what I did. Uh, uh, we we gonna work this thing out, and we gonna we gonna move forward. Let's just move forward. That's not what, what what. To me, in my mind, it was it was why we dwelling on what I did was not gonna uh, uh, do any good. But I have to realize that that's the way she. Uh, want, no matter how I feel about it. Uh, I'm the one that, that caused the pain. If she wants to ask me questions or however she wants to deal with it to get past it, uh, that's I just have to answer the questions no matter how hard uh, I think it is. And, I mean, to be honest, all I want to do is every time we talk about this uh, is, is run. Even doing this podcast on this subject is, is um, hard for me. I know it was hard, but that's why I needed to talk about it. I know we talked about it a week ago. We talked about, we've been talking about it, but I feel like this is like sealing the deal for me. Like, let's just talk about it and be done with it. And when you talk, when you say um, how you just wanted to, let's just move forward. I made a mistake. I apologize. Let's move forward. What good does it do to talk about it? I felt like I was alone. Like, am I crazy that I want all the details? Am I crazy that I'm asking these questions? But... As you just saw from the clip, I'm not the only person. It's a thing. He just made a whole freaking sermon about it. A lot of the people want the details. They want that. That's how you process it and get over it. You have to process I mean, it. I, I Otherwise, it. yeah, you're gonna still have questions and questions. Like that from the person that that caused the pain. They don't necessarily want to keep going over. Mm-hmm. It's just like like he said, like Which a guilt thing. I, I feel, I feel, really guilty. And that I, I did this that. thing. I understand you don't want to talk about it. I get it. But at the end of the day, I do realize it's not about me. I'm. I cause you pain. I need to do whatever needs. I need to do to, to, um, to. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's gonna go away, but to make it easier and let you know that I'm here and I'm. That's not where I am anymore. I get that, but still, it's like it's not like it's a six months later or a year later so you might not be like i'm not that person anymore right now but the fact that it happened and you were actually getting fulfilled by this person that's why i asked you that question like well were you getting what you needed because i want to know was was she making you happy at the end of the day like luckily it was just a uh uh telephone thing i mean i mean i'm not i'm not no what i said i say luckily by i never met this woman i never touched this woman i never saw this woman i know it doesn't make it better but I, I'm I'm thankful that I don't have to discuss those things. But were you making? Were you trying? Yeah, to I might. Make it I might more? have. I might. Yeah. At, at some point, I was trying to make it Did more. Did you were planning at, on at making some point, it more? I planned to make it more. Oh. I I'm not, I can't lie to you, but it didn't happen. And I'm just saying to you that I I I thank God that it didn't get that far, because I don't. This is uncomfortable. I couldn't imagine. Uh, tell you the details of that. That will then wouldn't have been sitting here. Well, maybe not. Me. I mean, we maybe not, but I wouldn't want that. I'm not saying it makes it better that it didn't happen. Cheating is cheating, no matter uh, if I saw the woman or talk. Not I understand that. I completely understand. That. I'm just saying that I I thank God that um I don't have to talk about that. So are you saying you're happy you got caught? That you didn't get that far? Because what if I never caught you? I, I said, I, I'm right telling now. you I'm happy that it didn't get that far. So do you feel that you were attracted to this person? Yes, you are attracted to, were, I don't know. Are you attracted to your wife? Let me ask that. Of course I'm attracted to you. So were you attracted to her just like you were I was attracted, attracted to, to the conversation. No, but you didn't know that then before the conversation started. Only thing I had to go back uh, off of off of was what I had with this person in the past. How many years ago though? It's been like 
so twenty how years. Do you know it's still that. I, that's, thing. Like, I, I don't can... know when I'm when I'm when I'm not when I'm going through my uh, not being happy and I'm going through. Okay, I'm gonna do what I have to do. I, you don't think about. I didn't think about that stuff. I can't speak for nobody else. I didn't think about that. Only thing I did is reach back and say, okay, what? Uh, okay, this person. Let me, let me give. Let me call her. So did you have a lot in common with this person? When you when you start talking to somebody, mm-hmm. you you kind of think you do because you. I'm dealing like like with with us. We deal with bills and the kids and 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 jobs, jobs and and Plans. stress. Just right. stress of going through life with uh, just the stress of going through life. Mm-hmm. With this other person, you don't talk about none of that. It's just a a, a different, whole different conversation because you don't have to deal with the stresses of life with that person. So you think that it's better. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's it's like a good, great conversation or or a great whatever with this person because you're not dealing with lot real life situations with that person. Just like a good escape. It was like if it, it was like a good escape, that um, it was like a good. I can't think of no other way to put it, but instead of, instead of working it out with you, that's what I chose to do, and it was stupid, and it should have never happened. Do you feel I, that? I don't know how many times I can say? No, I, you don't have to keep repeating it. I get what you're saying, but if you you feel like you're the, if you're that person who feels like okay, this thing. The life issues, the stress, the kids, the bills, and all this—you can't deal with it. You rather deal with that. Do you feel like you need to be married then, or you just? Need well, to my be a issue wasn't. I've been dealing with stress and, and all that stuff all my life. You okay. know, you know how I grew up. So it's just to me, it's just my deal was needing to talk to you about certain things. I needed to sit down with my wife and say, "Okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through." And when I and from my point of view, when I did that, we end up fighting about it. So you feel like you had no conversations with your wife? I feel that all? we fought about it. I don't want to fight about whatever uh, I was feeling or going through. I wanted to have a dis- I wanted to have a talk about it, and I felt we were fighting. So we never, never, nothing ever got concluded. No, no, never, nothing ever got solved. It was just all everything was to me was unresolved. Every issue that I had that I wanted to sit down, okay, babe, let's sit down. Can we can we sit down and discuss this? Mm-hmm. It ended in a fight, in my eyes. It didn't it didn't end pleasant. So I just didn't bring it up. I waited a while to bring it up. I I, I come back and try to sit down and talk to you about it, and we would fight about it. Now again, that's just from my point of view. I know you had you have issues with me that. Um, you want to talk about maybe you felt the same way I don't know it's just in this selfish moment when I felt I wouldn't get my knees met I did a selfish thing and I don't know um, how else to put it so what it, happens then moving forward if those needs are not met because well, like I, I, told I you before, think like no person can give you 100% of what you need you don't give me 100% of what I need there's it's, there's no way someone can give you 100% of what you need. So if you're going to lack in some form of 10% or I don't get 20% of this from this person, then I'm going to... I mean, how are you going to deal with that moving I forward? I just made it in my mind. That's that's not what I'm going to do. I saw I saw how you were affected. I saw how my, my kids were affected by it. Everything, it just, I just, it's just not worth it. I, I, I made it in my mind. No matter how I think you're going to respond, we're going to talk about the issues. We gon' we gonna we gonna talk about them. No matter we you get mad or we fight about it or not, we going I have to come back to you and say, look, these issues, I'm having a hard time getting past unless we can talk. All this fighting and bickering that we do, we still have to come back to the issue and talk about it because it's not it's not resolved. So moving so, forward, you're saying you're going to voice all so your So moving forward, issues. I'm committed to to my family. I'm committed to no matter hard, how hard it is or how I'm feeling, I'm going to t- come to you and talk to you about what's going on. And before I step outside the marriage, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to 
let you know that this this is not working out. I'd rather go do something else before I do that again. Because mm-hmm. I was I can imagine how painful that I couldn't imagine if you would have it would have been uh, that you would have did instead of me stepping out. You would have did. So, I can imagine. Oh wow. So if I had done what you did, yeah, I'm just telling you, I couldn't. I can imagine how you feel, how you felt. Because I can, I'm, I'm imagining if it, she would have been on the other foot, how I would feel right now, how I would have felt at that time, and I don't want to cause that pain to to you anymore. So you're committed to voicing all your issues, being open. This is embarrassing as as it is. I can't believe yeah. that I'm on this thing talking about this, but what do you mean? I'm committed to. This is embarrassing. I'm, I'm airing my. Uh, my laundry out on the podcast. But that's what I, that's we do. Not, we talk about everything. We're voicing our opinion on different issues. This is right, just, but it's hard for me. I'm, I understand. I'm, I'm telling you. And I just want to wrap it up. That's what I'm saying. So being open, voicing all our issues, no secrets. Right. And while we're talking about that, and of course, I want to talk about how the healing process goes. We were going to counseling, then we had stopped. Right. So are you committed to going back to counseling? I'm committed to going back to counseling. Are you going to want to go to the same person you're going to, or you feel like she's biased, you want to go to someone else? I, I want to go you to someone care. else. Oh, you want to go to someone else? That's the tricky thing about counseling, too. Why Why do you want to go to someone else? Let's just talk I, don't about think, I think she is a little biased. Maybe that's... Like she's like, X, U, yay it to feels, her. It feels, it, feels, it feels to me, she's, um, and... um. Maybe because I'm the one that uh, caused the problem. So she's kind of like it, it um, feels like she's taking okay. sides. Okay. And maybe maybe I'm, I mean again maybe I think I'm feeling like that because I'm the one that caused the problem. So maybe you feel the like focus. Attacked. I mean, it, some sometimes during that session I do. Okay. It's like when I when I explain I mean which is no excuse to do it but when I when I talk about our past mm-hmm. or what I've gone through, mm-hmm. it's like. Get over it. It's yeah, like dismissed. Yeah, dismiss what I what I'm saying. I just, just don't by make me, me feel or by her. By the counselor. Okay. I'm willing to go to someone. Oh, no, I just want to say. Care. I just want to hear just... somebody say. Okay, the way you feel, I, I get it. I get that you felt that way. No, okay. I'm okay. not talking about the cheating. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the other feelings that I, that I have. But what if relationship. we do go to someone else and they say the same thing? That the lady has been saying, then you're gonna are you gonna feel attacked? Then let's find someone I'm, else. I'm I'm. At what point, maybe? Let's listen. We we'll find another counselor, and I stick with whoever it is. No matter what they say, no matter uh, how they put it, whatever, I I let's I stick with the next one. Okay, and I just want to talk about that. So we wrap that up, and ongoing I know there's certain triggers that's been I don't know if you know like with what happened and moving forward just being human there's certain things that can like trigger you back to that emotion trigger you to when you found out trigger you to that back to that emotion right we talked about that and I felt feel like we need to talk about how if you're wrong or if you wrong someone there's certain things you should be able to be like okay I have to stop doing this for a while because I don't want to trigger this person do you get what I'm saying I don't know right. how to explain it absolutely like like okay I can't do this for, I can't do this because I don't want to trigger the person I feel that like that's important in the healing process right for that other party even though you might feel like dang why do I gotta do this why do I have to stop doing this but I feel like out of respect and if you love that other person and you want them to heal and get back to where they were, you just have to be open and willing to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I completely understand what you're saying. Okay. And I, I mean, I got to say this. I don't want to come off like, um, I mean, I don't know how I'm coming off. Um, I, this doesn't feel good talking about it. Okay. But it's not like, um, I, I was selfish by stepping out of our marriage and trying to find something else, another something else from some other female, mm-hmm. and I, I apologize for hurting you the way I did. And if it happens again, 
I mean, it's it's not going to happen again. But you have every right to feel uh, at any time, however you want to feel, however you want to handle it. I, I I love you. I don't. I I want you to be. I want you to do the absolute best. I, I said this at the beginning of our marriage. Twelve years ago, I told you I want you to be happy. If you're not even, if you're not with me, I want you to be happy. So if you feel at any time that you can't do with whatever, I, I'm with you. I'm support whatever you do, because I'm I'm the one to cause the pain, not not you. And I feel the same way that if you feel like you're not getting what you feel like is more important for you, I'd rather you be like, you know what, dude, I'm good, than put me and the kids through that again. That whole process. I just I'm committed to to um, to doing what I need to do to make you happier than I I, I have been. Because if I'm going to expect for you to step up and uh, do things for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do the same thing for you. So if I tell you uh, I'm lacking this mm-hmm. and you do nothing, then we're going to have to have a discussion. Or, 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 or I'm going to have to step up and say, and look at myself, what, what am I doing? Why she why she not responding to what I'm saying? What, what am I doing? Or ask me what I need. Maybe there are things that I'm liking to that I just don't voice. So rather not say, even though I might not be stepping out or doing what you did. Um, nobody is going to, like I said, no one gives you 100%. It's just up to you to, you know what I mean? Right. So with that being said, um, what we just talked about, I want to just mention, I know a lot of people have heard about the 80-20 rule, which is kind of like what I'm saying right now where you felt like you're not getting this from me and then you wanted to get it there. So is that how you felt? Like you were getting 90 here, 10, not 10, or 80, 20, 50, 50? Like, shit, I'm not getting 50 here. I'm going to go find this. Do you feel that that rule does apply that people talk I mean, about? I wasn't really thinking about that, but I guess, but I guess it in, does. In principle, like, I guess it does apply. That's why people do what they do. Cause then, right, they're, they're trying to look for something that they're lacking. But are you lacking more than you're getting from where you're living? At the end of the day, if you're not getting, if you're getting forty here, then you know you're getting sixty here. Well, then why you, you don't why, need to. Why be. you don't think you don't? I don't think nobody thinks that why they're doing it. That mm-hmm. okay, I'm 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 lacking this. Yeah, how, what percentage that they're, they're I'm not lacking? Saying percentage. No one thinks in percentage terms. I'm just saying you feel like you're getting. You're not getting more here. I might get more there. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think a person thinks like that. I don't think a, I, I know I didn't. I didn't think I'm I'm, I'm lacking. I'm lacking everything but mm. this. But this one thing, I got to go get it from somewhere else. Okay, so were you I, getting more there then than you were getting? No, here? that's not what I'm saying. I, I as and now that I'm out of it, I, I, I my eyes are wide open. I see I see maybe maybe I was because I know I was getting much more than I was getting from that person. But at the time, when you're when you're lacking that one thing that mm-hmm. you think you need so bad, mm-hmm. at the time you're not thinking about all this other stuff you have. That thing is more important. Than yeah, just that else. one little thing is more important than the whole thing. I mean, cause cause honestly, you don't even think about the whole the rest that was important, mm-hmm. the rest that you were getting from the person. All you all you consumed was that one thing you wasn't getting from that person. So whether it be communication or yeah, sex, whatever it may be, support. you don't think about it till after. Like now, I feel like a fool. I feel like a fool. Like what was I doing? Because I was getting all this, trying to chase this one little bitty thing. Okay, so I'm just gonna play the clip real quick um, from another infidelity recovery specialist, guys. Just take a listen. This is actually not. Uh, that long yeah it's, it's just it's, a quick um, it's a lot shorter than, than the last one because we kind of touched on it so we're going to circle back on it real quick um, there are four types of infidelity number one there is what we call the one night stand right this is the, that individual that may travel a lot they may go out on business trips and get caught in temptation and react it's not emotional but it's physical it's sexual it's instinctual and so as a result infidelity creeps in there uh, there's another type of infidelity that we call emotional entanglement that is more of the emotional affair see what happens is if you're in an environment particularly in the workforce where you're with someone eight hours a day statistically we're with you know our co-workers more than we are with, with our, our families, own spouses absolutely. 
you're developing relationships, what we call platonic relationships. But every relationship, every relationship on the planet is based upon some form of attraction. May not be sexual, may not be physical or emotional, but there's an attraction. If we have similar interests, if we have similar hobbies, we come together based upon that attraction. And unfortunately, it can grow into something that is emotional. And when you're emotionally entangled, unfortunately, it can lead to a sexual affair. And what's interesting is infidelity never starts in the bedroom it ends in the bedroom mm. the sex never starts it is the emotional connection that leads to the sexual affair wow and then the third type of affair we see is the sexual addiction there's some people who just have this compulsive reaction when dealing with food or with drugs or alcohol and sex and there's something within them that keeps them from being able to control or tame that area of their lives so they're constantly cheating with multiple partners and multiple times and it really affects the relationship and then the fourth type of affair is what we call the add-on affair this is the type of relationship where there is a void in the marriage and unfortunately, if there's a void or a lack within that relationship, what we do is we go out in other areas to try to fill the void that we're not getting, you know, that, that, that need being met in our particular relationship. And that's what happens. Okay, so that was Hassani Pettiford. He's an infidelity recovery specialist who's also a licensed marriage therapist. He and his wife actually do this um, couples academy in Atlanta where they do um, marriage boot camps for people who've gone through infidelity or like um, like marriage cruises for married couples and stuff mm -hmm. and I feel like it's something reading for the reviews and reading his materials that he has it's something that actually could help people out and I listen to a lot of his um, videos on YouTube and stuff so they were really informational and they kind of helped me through my process of healing so this was something I wanted people to hear and I let my husband listen to it as well. So it kind of gives you a glimpse of why people do what they do as far as infidelity is concerned, how is different types of infidelity and all of that stuff, which kind of circles back to what we talked about, the 80-20, how you're lacking something and you go fishing for something else to fulfill your desires on the side or whatever. What do you think about what he said, Danny? I think he's right. I think that people, they, they do search for that and they, they get themselves um, especially if they're not really focused on I think a person is really uh, focused on making their marriage work focused on it mm -hmm. and doesn't and, and, and willing to work on it by, by actually doing the work because marriage is I hear people say marriage is work all the time but I'm like in my mind I'm like why should marriage be work it should be fun I'm with this person supposed to be for the rest of my life why, why do I have to feel like it's work but there's no way around that so do you it, get in it now is when work. I absolutely get it now. It is work because instead of me, I, I I think I did the easy thing. Instead of doing the hard thing, was 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 to sit down with you and say, "Look, this is what it is. Uh, this is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? How how can we make this better?" And we would have moved forward without any of this stuff ever happening. Right. So it's basically having to succumb to your selfish needs and let your partner know what you need no matter what it takes like i need this right at least if they know you know and if they don't do anything about it you let them know again and again and again i'm not saying it's okay to do it but at least you're voicing what you need so it's up to that person to do something about it and try and make a change um and like you talk about marriages work i feel like a lot of marriages break up and get like go through divorce because people say oh irreconcilable differences or we grew apart right. I feel like growing apart as you grow older like you're married for five years ten years twenty years you're still growing like we got married when I was 29 I'm like 40 now we keep we're growing and growing so instead of growing apart we are growing but it's a way of finding how we can grow older together instead of growing apart you know what I mean Right. like where our needs I'm I'm liking this now you liking this you watch this or oh, I'm upstairs you're downstairs you sleep on the couch you know it's that's how people can easily grow apart because you're not trying to find that common ground like oh you like this now what is this about oh I like this now come check this out you know what I mean like little things like that right that can 
stop that from happening and that's part of the work that has to be done I feel like I think that too and we just we just need to take care of each other I mean we can't constantly wake up and, and uh, figure out what we need to make us happy in our life I think there's moments where we can do that and there's other moments where we have to uh, seek out our spouse and, and find out what they what they what they need mm-hmm. what have I done to make this person happy or 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 something I can't can't just because I'm married uh, just assume that I'm doing I mean I'm doing the right things I'll make you happy just by being married to you well, stuff, what are you not doing right, that you need things to do, I yeah. actually need to do what do you need to step up on like certain things I'm, I might have to start telling you too that oh you think you are liking this well I'm liking this so you need to step up and do this right or oh, you are missing this then I need to do this so it's a matter of because the thing the, the big thing for me is um, as I stepped up out of the mess I was in is that I was totally consumed by my needs and what I what I felt and what I was lacking and things like that, but I didn't even think about you and what you what you might have how you felt or what you needed or or what you were lacking, and that was just extremely selfish of me. So you took time to think about I might need other things, I might need this that. Uh, you were the, not but being uh, the moment I stepped out of it, I did. Cause I, I I do love you. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to. I mean, I, I keep repeating myself. I don't. I didn't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt you. I didn't want to hurt you, even though I even though I my actions uh, hurt. But if I'm gonna be in this and I'm like claim to love you, then I have to do the I have to do the work and I have to do the things that I needed to do to make you happy too, not just me. Right. And I also want to just mention um, the mistakes that can be made during marriage and how we carry that moving forward. Um, the other thing of being like in a routine where we wake up, we go to work, we take care of the kids, we come home, we cook dinner, we watch TV, we go to bed. Like that routine kind of also makes people grow apart and you start missing other things that you might need because you're in this little routine that you keep doing the same thing, same thing over and over. So when you start maybe missing some things, I might not think about it unless you tell me. Or if you tell me, I'll be like, wait, what? Because we're so stuck in this routine that we do and we're constantly like robotic in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like also kind of checking in, like little checking in moments like, wait, let's stop, 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 stop for a second. Let, you know, some silence, let's stop. What are we doing? Where are we at? What are you not getting? What am I getting? What do we need to do? Little, you know what I mean? Right. Powwows and checking in and all that. I think people need to do. And one big thing I actually realized that I kind of learned from this whole thing is um, trying to contain it, the situation. Like when I found out I was at work. So I was, of course, in a state and I was boiling. And we're in that situation. You're going to obviously spill it out to the people that are around you so being careful who you talk to because at that moment i'm hurting i'm in a trance i'm like boiling so i spill this out to people around me and now you've given that people information now they feel empowered and feel like you've given them permission to give you advice and be in your situation with you because you've told them the situation now they're in it too so i'm just want to bring that up like being too emotional doesn't help and being careful who you tell what's happening to you and then being careful who you listen to most of all because now after the situation is progressed or gone by and what me and my husband are moving forward those people are not married or divorced, have never been married, have never had a good marriage. They're the ones trying to give you advice like, oh, did you leave him yet? Oh, did you do your divorce papers yet? They're like, they're ready to plan your life for you. Also, are you dating? Are you looking? Like, they're already moving forward for you, but you're not there yet because now they're already involved in your life now, you know? So just being careful who you talk to, who you listen to for advice, especially people who are not married. Just so you know how uh, where I stand on that, I your friends and your your coworkers, uh, people that you talk to every day, mm-hmm. they they're 
they're going to give you advice just because they they uh, they're close to you, they care for you, and they want the best for you. It might not be the right advice, but they give you advice. I'm not mad at that. Uh, what I my only concern in, th- in that situation, I mean, again, I'm not mad at anybody that you're close to giving you any advice or talking to you about whatever. But what I did, uh, I'm accountable to you only. I don't care what your friends think. I don't care what your coworkers think or anybody else outside of our relationship. Um, I mean, it's, I take that back. I, your parents mean well, world to family. me. I'm just saying. Um, anybody outside of that really don't care what they think. I'm trying to work things out with you. I'm trying to make things better with you. Their opinions on why you uh, took me back or why we were still together absolutely doesn't phase me at all. Right, I understand that. I get that. But I'm saying, like, for those who are listening in, because a lot of women do listen to their friends, I just say take time to think about who's giving you advice. That friend, is she married? Is she in a happy marriage? That friend, how many times has she been divorced? That friend, is she single? Like, what, I know they're coming from a place where you told them now they're empowered. Yeah, they're mad with you. They're angry with you in the moment. But are they qualified to give you advice? Are they qualified to tell you, oh, when you, you need to feel this way, you need to do this? They're not qualified. Yeah, what most, experience do they have? Some people have not gone through any situation yeah. even close to what you're going through. Exactly. And you've probably gone through more stuff than they have. But they're the ones trying to tell you what you need to do, what you, you shouldn't take. So just... Be mindful. Yeah, not only that, they don't really know what you've actually been through. You yeah, lived through that. That's true. Or they've lived off worse. So they're taking their experiences and putting it into your situation. Right. That's also one thing that I noticed in hindsight, just thinking about it. Um, so just be mindful of who you talk to, who gives you advice when it comes to stuff like that. Um, because I'm just learning a lot through all of this. And... Um, just wrapping it up, there was one thing I just want to ask you real quick. Like, can you give me name five couples that you know that are happily married? Just or just wrapping anybody up. or anybody just... that you know that, of course that you know. You can't talk about someone you don't know that are happily married. So like, we're just just the uh, we, we're just wrapping up. Just wrapping. Okay. Yeah. Uh, five couples that I know. No, celebrity. You don't know them. You don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, we're, like we're, this friend of mine in, in 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 I don't know in LA that you know. Like, well, do you know well, anybody? Uh, Sterling Brown. And they appear happy. I, I don't know what is. I don't. I don't know what his wife's name is, but they they seem happy. Okay, people Just, that you know in your life right now. So you're not talking about celebrities. Let's not talk about celebrities. Okay. We can talk about that in a later topic. A married couple that you that know, I know that are happily married. They're like, oh my gosh, I want, I would love my marriage to be like theirs, because I know they're like this. I don't know. This. One person. Right, and you know why I bring that up? Because um, Hassani Pettiford, at the end of the clip I just told you, he talks about that. He said. Him and even the guy interviewing, they could not name five people that they knew that were happily married. And this is the kind of world we're living in. You see what I'm saying? That it runs out to marriages work. So people now are not willing to do the work. They're just, okay, I'm not happy, I'm out. Or I'm not happy, or deal with it. I'm going to do my thing, you're going to do my thing. Do you know what I'm saying? In my, in my whole life, I can't think of a, a happy couple. Even my parents. You know, my, the, I know uh, my parents are happily married. But well, that's back your, your in the parents, day, though. I'm talking about now. Yeah, they're. I'm just saying, about <laughs> I, I've never yeah. experienced a happy couple during Why my whole life. life. I don't. I don't. Sad. I don't personally know. I'm. I'm trying. I'm. I'm actually. Like your friends. I'm actually like thinking back on my life. And, nobody. And huh? I can't think of any. Oh wait, Auntie Jeanette. I would say. What do you think? Okay, they I'm probably, not saying. Okay, my post. Auntie Jeanette and her husband probably the only. I mean, from from the outside looking in, Aww. they're probably the only couple that I thought that were had a great relationship. And again, I didn't I didn't know what they were what happened behind behind closed doors. But other than that, I can't think of 
anybody else ever. I mean, you yeah. know, my parents. It's just a thinking point, a thinking thought that I wanted to bring out at the end. Like, everyone who's listening, just think about it. How many five couples that you know that are happily married? I just feel like people are not willing to do the work anymore. People are willing to be like, I'm done. People are willing to just do their thing and get out of it. But being happily married does take work, like you said. So, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up and make people think about that one. Right? Right. So, has it been uncomfortable as you thought it would be? Yeah, it's been, been it's about, as much, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we're wrapping this up. We're wrapping okay. this up, right? That's for you. Oh, Lord. I thank you for being able to stay there and not move. And it's, it's for me. I appreciate you talking about this and discussing it. And for you don't know who you're going to help with this conversation. You know what right. I mean? So I'm glad we talked about it. I'm happy that you gave me a chance to make it up to you and that you're working to forgive me. I know you haven't forgiven me. Haven't forgave. That's ever gave. Forgave, forgive. Forgiven me. Word. Forgiven. forgiven. Oh Lord. Okay. Forgiven. I knew you haven't completely forgiven me. <laughs> but I, I, I think I, I thank you for for um for giving me a chance to even work on it. Thank me for being your wife. I thank you for being my wife. Okay. Tell them. I, I told them. They hear me. Okay. I'm trying not to joke around about this. No, you're not. So you I'm going to wrap it up okay. now. Okay, guys. I hope um, it was insightful, and I hope that it actually does help out some people. Um, so if you guys have any questions or emails, feel feel free to email us and send it on this podcast or whatever so we can answer you and touch on it and give you Remember guys feedback on where we are. Uh, our email address is lovevsloveepodcast at gmail.com. So just hit us up, and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we're putting another podcast out on when? Wednesday. Wednesday? Yes. So stay tuned for that. Okay, toodles.